0: Welcome to Other You, a podcast where we discuss a decision in our lives that may or may not have had a long-lasting impact. We unpack some of the factors behind it and then explore in short story form what the other version of ourselves might have experienced around that time or shortly thereafter. I'm your host D. Let's see where this story takes us. Welcome back to another episode of Other You. I'm your host D. Today on the show, I have with me an account manager, just kidding, former account manager of this company that rhymes with vision. Um, he instead now, uh, has Twitch streams and all kinds of fun stuff like that. He's hilarious. His little quips on social media are very fun to follow. They will give you a giggle. Uh, you can follow him there at Joey uh, Twitch TV. And he's in the comedy sports minor league team that performs every Wednesday. Uh, please welcome to the show. Joe Rodriguez. Hey D. Oh my goodness. Thank oh, you. Oh my God. I, I used it. <laughs> i used it i used the cheer track yes <laughs> awesome. I, I was hoping that you would use that to yeah. be honest you well-deserving applause my friend well-deserving <laughs> applause thanks for having me yeah thank you so much for being here i really really appreciate it i'm excited to to have you on how have you been
1: oh man you know i've been good as good as i can be right um you know considering uh you know the things that are going on in the world but um mm-hmm. uh,
0: Good man, you know, just, good. just, just vibing. How, how have you been? Pretty good. I have been pretty good. I, I have always been a pretty low key type person, kind of stay to myself. So I have enjoyed a lot of the stay at home orders, but I'm also learning. I don't <laughs> like being told to stay at home. Mm, you know, because the I option hear that. is taken away from me. It's less fun to avoid people, even though I mean that's that's part of what I enjoy.
1: Yeah, you know what I um I'm very much a, a homebody. I would say, mm-hmm. um, so the stay at home orders didn't really affect me that much. I mean, like uh, besides like uh, not being able to go into the uh, an office to work, right? But um, I think like the the, the one thing that I, I take from this is I kind of regret every single time I turn down. Um, like an invite to go somewhere, or like turn down plans to to do something fun. Yeah. Like I am just punching myself in the jeans thinking about that. Yeah,
0: okay, I'm with you on that. I, so I'm because I'm um uh, a bit of a homebody. I I love to have people over, right? So mm. for me, get-togethers, if if it's at somebody's house, I'm in. If I want to have people over for like a dinner, then cool, I'm all about it. Uh, but the idea of like, hey, come with me to this bar, or hey, come with me to this thing. I don't like going to, you know, going out and uh, maybe it's because I grew up poor that I'm like stingy with what little money I have. If I have it, That I'm like, no, nah, I, I really don't want to go and spend a hundred dollars on drinks when I could just go buy a bottle and hospitalize myself. If that was really what I'm, actually, <laughs> you know, so yeah. So do I get it. Yeah. So I, I enjoy that part. So not being able to do that and have people over is has, that that's been tough. That's been tough for sure. Have you been
1: like doing like, a uh, 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 zoom, um, like, uh, gatherings or zoom parties and stuff in, in, instead of that? Or so
0: when my, when my job first laid us off at the start of the pandemic, we like every Friday we were getting together and having like a workplace cocktail hour where we would sit down with a drink and chat and that lasted for a few weeks. And then it kind of tapered, tapered, tapered. And then, you know, stopped doing that. Uh, we do have a, a family call. Like my immediate family, we meet every couple of weeks on Zoom, which has been great to keep us all, you know, connected. And we all live in very different parts of the U.S., right? West Coast, East Coast, Third Coast, all over Midwest. (laughs) And so that's that's been pretty cool to kind of keep us all in each other's um, minds. And like before the pandemic, that's totally something that we could have done to remain connected. It just was never it wasn't something that we thought of, you know so for sure yeah the 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 pandemic has done that to help us out which is you know pretty cool yeah
1: i mean i guess if there's any any uh silver lining with with everything that's going on i I guess it is like people are more um like connected or it's Mm -hmm. i feel like people are more compelled to be more connected to their friends and family than um before the pandemic like i i admittedly um hadn't really talked to family as much as i should i mean even to this day pro- mm-hmm. probably not as much as i should but right. pre-pandemic was never really talking to them as much as i would like to and then um you know likewise we we started like a, a weekly um family call that i have since kind of uh, forgotten about or have slept <laughs> through because it's on sunday afternoons yeah. and i'm usually sleeping um that, that but is the um, day. why
0: is it so- why is everybody getting together on sunday afternoons why not tuesday night or thursday morning i don't know what it's it's all of them are sunday afternoons
1: dude that isn't that true they are all sunday afternoons yeah that's amazing that's hilarious
0: (laughs) yeah oh man that's so funny that's uh, that's it so my my brother lives not too far from me so he and i like were we joined each other's pods uh for the pandemic so okay yeah so i actually have seen him more over the course of this pandemic than I had in like the last 10 years combined. Yeah. That's, that's wild dude. Yeah. That's. And it was, it was a trip because I was, I had mentioned that to him. I was like, Oh, we're, we, we saw each other so much just because it's like, I can't see anyone else. And because mm-hmm. we're in the same pod might as well. Let's let's hang out. And so we were. And so that's, that is uh, something in retrospect that I thought was pretty funny. That.
1: hell oh, yeah, man. That's, that's I'm beautiful.
0: Concerned. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, one thing that's cool though is like, uh that i have been doing is like still trying to connect and be intentional about connecting with people and talking with them via like zoom or uh phone calls or whatever just so i remember what it's like to talk to humans yeah you know
1: i <laughs> i mean to be honest before this call mm-hmm. um i think that you're the first person that i'm talking to no actually i guess i, I talked to with my roommate like uh okay. before this but um I was like, I, I hope I remember how to talk, how to talk to people. Right. To, yeah. I had to practice saying words before this.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. I sometimes I'll read out loud just to remind myself, Hey, this is what your voice sounds like. Oh, thanks bud. Appreciate it. <laughs> Appreciate it. Although, you know, if I'm full disclosure, sometimes when I, if I'm playing games and I'm sucking, I, I might scream out loud. My wife hates it. She hates it. <laughs> she hates yeah. it. She's like, babe, if you're not having fun, Maybe don't play. and I'm like, no, you don't understand. This is great fun when it's going my way. But when I suck, I hate it. I'm mad at me. You know,
1: dude, you never want to be bad at a game. That's the that's the worst thing ever. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I, you know, it's just like with anything, you have ups ups and downs. So that's sometimes I'm doing great, sometimes I'm not doing great. But I mean, whatever. It's yeah.
1: I mean. I, I can't relate to the downs really because uh yeah, you know me I'm
0: just You're kidding you total jerk face <laughs> yeah I got gotcha. you I got gotcha. you ah cool beans all right so let's let's go ahead and parlay this convo into um your decision hit me hit me with your decision yeah my
1: decision so um a couple years back or I guess a few years back in like uh, 2015, I had, I had been dating this, this girl from college, uh, or that, that I knew from college or I met and, um, it was pretty serious. And yeah. we moved to Minnesota, um, mm-hmm. cause she was pursuing, um, a graduate degree there, uh, oh, okay. where she got into school in St. Paul. Um, things went south though. It didn't really like work out. Mm-hmm. Um, we had been dating, uh, about four years at this point and, uh, we broke oh, wow. up. And, you know, at this point I kind of, I had a, a decent paying job, mm. you know, we had an apartment. Um, I was kind of left there like wondering what do I do? Right. Um, kind of just like <laughs> after we broke up, I left everything, quit my job, abandoned my lease, moved back to Chicago and, um, have been here ever since. And it's, a, uh, you know, I, I, I picked this, this decision because when I kind of look back at my life, um, I don't know if this is corny or what, but like, when I look back at my life, I kind of feel like that was a a segmenting point um like that everything pri- like I look I view my life in in two pieces, everything prior to that moment and then everything since then. Oh
0: wow. Okay. Yeah. And so the moment is not the breakup. The moment is all right, I'm going to bugger off. I'm I'm leaving Minnesota. I'm going to Chicago. I'm not going to try and make a life for myself here in this place. Right?
1: Yeah exactly exactly um i mean like from the time that we broke up to the time that i moved it was honestly maybe three or four days but whoa um
0: wow was the breakup yeah um like a sudden breakup or had the relationship kind of like been deteriorating and you kind of saw the writing on the wall you know what dude um in
1: retrospect Mm -hmm. yeah uh now that i look back at it i'm like oh yeah i can totally see That it was degrading um wasn't really you know um beneficial for either of us at the in the in the moment though i was totally caught off guard i was like holy crap i did not see this coming at all um yeah i definitely was you know obviously devastated that was four years of um of my life um when, when talking with her though like she i guess at the time i didn't understand it but Um, Since then, I've kind of have come to terms with it. And Mm. I can't say that I disagree with, you know, anything
0: that happened. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I can dig that. Wow. Okay. So how old were you in 2015? 2015,
1: I was 24.
0: Okay. So 24. Excellent. And then we
1: broke up in 2016.
0: Oh, you fully broke up in 2016 okay yep so 24 25 ish um okay so you said that um you abandoned your lease you dropped everything and left uh were you guys both on the lease or had you moved up there and were living separately um no we were both in the
1: (laughs) we were both on the lease um we lived in an apartment together and yeah i don't know man it's like a tough situation and, and and you know, looking back at it, I kind of feel like it maybe it was a cruel decision. Mm-hmm. I mean, we broke up, but I was just like, "F this, I'm going, I'm sure. going to Chicago."
0: Yeah,
1: um, no, I mean, kind of left everything with her.
0: Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, were you guys just going to stay roommates? Probably not. Right. That's what,
1: I mean. <laughs> I could never imagine a world where that have worked out yeah. or been good. Yeah. Um, I think she had suggested that for a second. Oh, um, yeah. but yeah, I wasn't. I know like alternatives would have been potentially just getting my own apartment. Like, you know, I, I have friends that have moved to um, kind of similarly to Chicago mm-hmm. with their significant other and they broke up and they're just like, okay, fine. I'll just, I'm here in Chicago. I'm going to make a life for myself here. Okay. Um, could have done that in Minnesota, but sure. no, nah, man.
0: Yeah. I can dig that. Um, all right. So then let's, let's kind of unpack a little bit of who you were at the time. Um, although, I'm like, I'm, my mind is like playing around with the idea of all of the ways that couples that are living together break up. And it's like, okay, well, now what? We're both on the lease. Do we just stay? It, I'm reminded of this comedian named Drew Michael, where, and I feel like I've mentioned him in, in other podcasts. Like, I, I love this dude, but he's like, the idea of being friends after you break up, it's like, no, no, I don't want to be your friend. I want you to be as miserable as I am. this is not amicable i i no my heart hurts and i don't want to hang out with you you know so i'd like to do that's such a weird yeah yeah
2: Yeah.
1: um yeah that would have been weird
0: i i imagine so okay so (laughs) 24 25 year old joe what um what's your family life like do you have any siblings parents yeah
1: um Uh, I have a big family. I have, oh boy, I have eight siblings. Um, Oh
0: my God. Those.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I got, uh, I have six brothers and two sisters and, um, the, 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 the age range between the oldest and the youngest, I think is like 30 years. Whoa.
0: Well, are any of these half siblings? Um, yeah, the, the,
1: the, the four oldest are half siblings um okay but um the so there's uh i'm trying to do math in my head right now seven kids um that are or okay seven older kids and then two younger kids i'll say okay um so the age gap between me and my youngest older brother so that just the next older brother uh-huh. is 15 years um oh, wow so i'm you're, number you're the...
0: i guess i'm number eight gotcha okay so you're one of the last two yep okay wow so were any of them living at home besides your younger sibling
1: um no but they they live you know nearby um some of them you know some of my siblings live across the country I i have a brother in florida okay um i have a sister in arizona and a sister in colorado and then all the other ones i guess are in the immediate like chicagoland area
0: okay okay take that take that um all right and then i remember like uh off the air you and i were chatting uh i you said that your 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 dad's like what 40 years older than you something like that
1: oh that math sounds right he's he's in his 70s okay um i should know the exact age and i I'm terrible.
0: Mm-hmm. And so you're you're gonna be what? You're like 29.
1: I'm 29 right now. Okay. Yep.
0: So you'll be you'll be 30 this year, right?
1: E- yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep. That is <laughs> true. Oh sad. my goodness.
0: <laughs> oh. Okay. So he's like 40 some years older. Okay. Um. All right. Holy smokes. Okay, that's cool. But is you and is it your younger brother or younger sister? Younger brother. Okay. Little bro. Yep. Alrighty. And then what's, um, you said you were working, what, tell me about the job you had when you were up in uh, Minnesota.
1: Yeah. So I worked at a, um, a tax software company. Mm. Um, I was in, I am in I was in sales, like pretty much every, uh, adult job I've had post-college has been like a corporate sales position. Okay. Um, don't know how I really fell into that. Um, mm. I don't find myself particularly like a salesy type person, Mm -hmm. but it's just kind of how I, you know, the, the, um, what the fates had 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 dealt me, I guess. Um, so my job was like, you know, cold calling, um, tax departments at, at major corporations. So like your targets, your Mm. Walmart's, uh, manufacturers. So, um, you, as you can imagine, like, I'm getting hung up on. I'm getting sworn at, cussed at every sure, day. Yeah. Like just a c- constant barrage of rejection.
0: So it's a f- um, super it, feel good job. Is what oh, mean. it's such a feel good job, dude. <laughs> oh man. Wow. That's tough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So doing that, you know, day in, day out, um, calling, sending emails. Um, it's a stressful job. Mm. Not really like digging it. Okay. Um, there, there's, uh, hills and valleys, you know, ups and downs sure. and the, the downs get pretty bad, man. Yeah. And, um, I definitely, I would say like the downs to that job, um, definitely contributed to, I wouldn't say that they contributed to the breakup, but they just contributed to me as a person and yeah. how I ended up kind of like viewing the world at the time, which mm. ultimately like, you know led to everything
0: gotcha okay so they, it, it kind of soured your disposition and that that may have impacted your relationship with your ex oh yeah okay. yeah absolutely man so the job that you got there was that a result of you looking for a job when you got there did you have it already or was moving to minnesota more of a hey babe i will go with you to minnesota since that's where you're going to finish your studies
1: Oh yeah, it was absolutely like uh hey babe, I'm going <laughs> to uh do this. Um so she was going to Minnesota to to get her graduate degree mm-hmm. um which was, you know, a pretty um you know tough thing for, you know, pretty uh work intensive um you know, a uh, job it pretty much is a full-time job in and of itself. Right. So I was like, I need to get a pretty decent paying job to kind of provide for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and through like connections from one of my older brothers, I ended up getting this job. Um, he had recommended like, you know, going into sales cause it would, you know, I mean, it, yeah. dude, sales pays a lot of money. Sales yeah. is, um, A pretty i wouldn't say lucrative but it's just it's it's, it can be high paying but it's just like probably one of the most stressful things i've ever experienced in my life
0: yeah yeah like Um, sales like they generally have a really high ceiling but they're very demanding and i feel like to be a really good salesperson you gotta be a little bit slimy yeah you know yeah
1: I, i i i i i can't say i disagree with that
0: Noise. okay and then um did it take you long to find work while you're out there or was it did you luck out and I, get something pretty quick
1: i actually secured the job before um before i moved out there so wow. i had been doing interviews and stuff like zoom interviews if, if you can believe it which was, wow. i mean it, it's funny uh, thinking about doing zoom interviews uh pre-pandemic but yeah i, I was doing Um, I was interviewing at a few companies, similar companies, um, Mm. in the, the twin cities area. So, um, happened to secure like a month or so before we actually
0: moved out. Gotcha. Okay. That's pretty handy. That's pretty handy. I can dig that. Um, did you, did you have any hobbies at the time?
1: Um, yeah, dude, I, I gotta say like video games, um, at the time, let me think. At the time, it mostly was video games. I think okay. that's how, um how I blew off steam, hmm. um, even before that job, like video games were probably like video games has always been there for me, for me, man, you know? like mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I always I always turn to video games, and, you know, that's probably like another contributing factor to 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 the breakup. But okay. um, in fact, like, you know, I would come home um after work and probably just play video games all day if not that then just pass out on the couch
0: Hmm. okay and i'm i'm assuming she did not much care for that sort of behavior or is that not not especially okay so that that was something that you would do back then when you were together
1: yeah dude i was um I guess uh I, I, I was pretty like looking back on it, I think I I I was pretty depressed. Like mm. um j- just like down, you know, feel, feeling pretty down all the time. Um wow. and at the time I, I was just like, man, I'm either like really lazy or really tired or something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Looking back on it, I think I was just like really depressed.
0: Wow. So you were depressed while you guys were together. And did you did you end up figuring out if it if it was depression, what some of the root cause of that was, or um no, i I don't know what the root causes were um definitely, yeah i I have since
1: then been you know i i am <laughs> have come to find out um through speaking with, with doctors yeah i i i am depressed hmm. um and have been so it definitely was like a contributing factor gotcha. um
0: okay okay all right do you um so you're your Latinx. Did you have, did your family have a healthy view of um, like mental health or just illness in general? Cause I know for me growing up in a, a Latinx family, we, um, if anybody had like cancer or anybody, it was just like, Oh, they're sick. And that's mm. the end of it, you know? And, and like listening to my mom talk about it, it was that sort of thing but my parents tried to break free from that some. And uh, my mom, if she ever had like a health issue, she would talk about it with us and make sure we understood like, no, no, this is, this is a health issue. And then later on, you know, like would try and talk with us like, Oh, some, like sometimes when you feel bad, it's not just feeling bad. It could be like a, like a clinical issue where you're experiencing depression or whatever. Uh, Did you guys have that at your home?
1: no i wouldn't say i wouldn't say that like that really Im- impacted our our views or our discussion on, on like health in general mm-hmm. um i didn't really you know i rarely talked about my feelings or you know, my thoughts or my head mm-hmm. um i don't you know, i think just think in general and maybe to your point yeah there there can be like a stigma around uh, like mental health and stuff mm-hmm. um even maybe particularly within latinx um culture i don't know that that's true but i i feel like that sounds right okay um <laughs> correct me if i'm wrong i could just be talking on my ass right now No, but no. um I mean,
0: that's like the the idea of machismo right yeah dude that's just that's a thing right and for, and, for those of you listening that don't understand machismo is just that the macho version of of human beings right so you have to be macho right or else you know, you're not going to be taken seriously or whatever. There's just like this bravado that, that Latinx people tend to hide behind. Um, And it's just, it's, it's just a cultural thing, right? You have to maintain a measure of machismo. Mm -hmm. Right. So.
1: Yeah. And, and I wouldn't say that that was necessarily like a, a, um, like a pressure I had on me. I didn't really feel that honestly growing up or like eat culturally or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But I, um, I don't think, or I, I mean, I felt that, but not tied to culture, I wouldn't say. I just, I think okay. I felt like kind of proud, <laughs> which okay. I, mean, I guess maybe is But I guess. Right. I'm kind of talking in circles right now, but um, <laughs> I just was just like, yeah, there's no way I could be, that, that doesn't happen to me. That happens to yeah. people on TV or yeah. like people I know, but it would never be me. So like in my head, I'm like, yeah, I'm just tired, dude. I'm just tired. I'm lazy, mm-hmm. I guess, but yeah. I'm not, I'm not depressed. Wow. that's not for me that's impossible
0: right yeah oh man what a trip what a trip so i know you play music did you ever like use music as an outlet to kind of i don't know deal with feeling sad or tired or whatever mm.
1: oh um so yeah i i think like after video games music was my my other love in life um mm in in high school and in college i was in bands friggin oh, nice. i loved i played guitar loved to play music mm-hmm. um and that was like a really big passion of mine dude i, I was really into songwriting i, I you know f- led a few bands um wrote music for other bands um nice. was just really into it and um like you know I, I would just like you know stay up late in high school you know strumming on my guitar you know watching i don't know. Comedy Central or whatever was on TV just up till, till you know, we hours of the night just strumming on my guitar. Um, I will say, though, at this point in my life, when I was in Minnesota, um, music was just completely gone, dude. I didn't play any music. So maybe oh, yeah. that like, that definitely contributed. Like, I, I think I kind of just like knew what it is now that I'm kind of talking about it and, and mm-hmm. thinking about it for the first time. Um, I... Ooh, this is funny i'm kind of like having realizations as i'm talking on this podcast um (laughs) so um you know when when i moved out to minnesota with my girlfriend i'm like Mm. i need to provide she's going to school i need to be the breadwinner yeah um and maybe this is machismo coming through or whatever but i'm like i need to set aside childish dreams you know childish Mm. things yeah stop the music i mean (laughs) i didn't do it completely because video games you know but like i was like i need to grow the f up no more music i'm kind of like i definitely think that i i made a conscious effort to um like turn a shoulder to any sort of artistic endeavors or aspirations that i had at the time um wow yeah yeah, i I felt like i was going down like a corporate like yeah drone path where
0: yeah didn't really have you want to provide you got to wear that that collar and tie you know Mm -hmm. yeah okay that's you know something interesting uh in conjunction with what you're saying is i feel like at this point and maybe give it like a few more years the idea of um putting away childish aspiration at childish aspirations like making a life playing music uh what's going to be tacked onto that is making a life playing video games So I think like if that would have been more a part of the culture as in like, no, this is like a legitimate option for making money, playing games, either creating a YouTube channel or living off of Twitch or, you know, being a competitive pro gamer, uh, having that as an option might have, you know, taken video games out of your life when you're like, no, no, no I have to be a corporate uh, in order to provide for this family, you know, that we are. So I just think that's interesting the the idea of like oh no I can't I have to give up music because that's childish <laughs> <laughs> you know it's, it's just and but I mean there's so many people I know that like played music and wanted to be musicians but then some member of their family like bro <laughs> no
1: dude time to grow up man, yeah right?
0: yeah like on um a couple uh, several episodes back I had this guy uh, his mom told him that he um he had the same chance of being making money through music as he did uh, being a professional athlete, which means you had no chance, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, yeah, yeah. That is so, wild. So, so yeah, I, I find that to be interesting. And so, um, it's interesting that like in in your mind, like giving up the 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 aspiration for building a life doing like music versus in your downtime playing games. Whereas I think in a few years, if you would have experienced that in five to seven years, I would say uh, you might've given up games too, because it's like all of this is, you know?
1: Oh yeah, no, absolutely
0: dude. Yeah. Wow. Uh, What kind of music? What kind of, okay. So two questions, what kind of music were you listening to at the time? And then what kind of music did you, like play. Um, at the time when I was in Minnesota,
1: I got really into like um, like alternative rock or like indie rock. I don't know. I'm really bad with genres, but like <laughs> um, Vampire Weekend, one of my favorite bands. Okay. Um, love them. Listen to them on repeat around that time. Um, Passion Pit, like kind of nice. like that 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 2010s like era. Um, indie rock was what I was listening to a lot. Okay.
0: Um, so a lot of, a lot of melodies with, you know, a, a bunch of musical refrains and like those sweet echoey vocal, like yellings mm-hmm. in the background. Okay. I'm into it.
1: Yeah, dude. Just some groovy stuff. You know, yeah. man, just to get your dance on, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I'm into it. The, the music that I played though, like, uh, in bands, um, it was mostly like pop punk and. Um, I guess metal core. Okay. So, um, and even easy core, if you're familiar with, which is kind of like a hybrid of the two. Yeah. But, um, so, you know, you're, you're heavily influenced by your blink 182s, 82s, your fallout boys. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on the heavier side, like August burns red, a day to remember. So, um, a lot of heavy stuff, a lot of screaming and a lot of headbanging nice. for, for part of that
0: into it, into it. Yeah. I, so I played, um, I was a drummer for a band and we were, Oh, that's a, right. A heavy metal band um and so i i never listened to heavy metal until i joined this band um and i still don't listen to heavy metal but it was it was (laughs) was fun when i was a part of the band i like i did not have roots in that so i just played like jazz style drums in this band oh word okay yeah so uh that's that's fun that's fun okay cool beans cool beans um you mentioned a little bit of it, like going to work, coming back home and then just, you know, plopping on the couch and playing some games. Uh, wh- what was a typical routine f- for you, like during the time that you uh, also you, you were just there uh, in Minnesota for a couple months? For a year. Oh, OK. So it was a full year. Full yeah, year full in year. Minnesota. OK, so what was a typical routine for you while you were there in Minnesota?
1: Yeah. Um. So we would wake up in the morning. Um, we actually, we had adopted a dog too. So we uh-huh. got a puppy right when we moved there. So, um, his name is Fox. Um, he's Fox. a sweetheart. A baby. Um, but you would know, wake up, um, my ex would, you know, get ready for the day, shower, whatnot. I'd take out Fox, walk him, do dog stuff. Um, then, you know, I would get ready for the day. Um, then go to work so it, it, it was like a 40 minute commute 40 minute drive from our apartment uh, my office so um then would be at the office kind of <laughs> dreading that hating mm-hmm. that all day yeah. would be there um you know it it wasn't really like a nine to five it was more of like a here's the thing about nine to fives and maybe this is dumb, but mm. um, cause I'm like other, other people, other fields work long hours too, but yeah. there's really it's no nine to fives. It's more of like an eight to, to like five or eight to six for the most oh, part. Sure. Um, sure. Nine to five is just like what they say on TV. So yeah. you're there like friggin', you know, 12 hours of your day is, is, is devoted to your commute and work. Yeah. Um, sure. I don't know if that math works out, but yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean, it's, it's, so it's one of those things where it's like, uh, you get, a lunch but that's not part of you're not since you're not salary you're you're gonna have to stop at you know three or two or whatever clock out and then come back in like 45 minutes and then continue your work day uh and make sure you get in your eight and a half hours work plus that and then you know your commute to and from and what's what's funny is like most people don't consider the the travel time as even part of the job but i've always like weighed all right how far is this from my house because my day is gonna be so there was a point I was living on the edge of Humboldt Park and Wicker Park and then working out in the suburbs in Melrose Park and I didn't have a car and I was taking public transit and I knew that there would be days where it would take me two hours to get to work and then two hours to get back home yikes dude yeah so i'm like insane. are you really are you really up for this like 7 a.m to 7 p.m life out the door in the door you know so it's yeah I, i i totally get you the the idea of a nine to five is generally not real it's like no this is where we start and then we just go up from here
1: and and they're like there were, as i said there are ups and downs in sales so yeah. um when when i was particularly struggling i would probably i'd be there till like eight o'clock just like making dials on the on the west coast mm-hmm. um so know, yeah, i'd get home burnt out um oh hey, this is funny so um you know m- money was tight so okay um my girlfriend at the time ended up getting a job anyway um, oh, wow. we had originally planned for me to to be the the sole you know breadwinner while she dedicated all her time to to school. But uh you know she ended up needing to get a job. So she worked at a bank, so she was understandably pretty um spread thin as well and mm-hmm. frustrated with the, the situation, stressed out. Mm-hmm. Um so there'd be times where she would like want me to understandably so like make dinner. Um and I would do it, but more often than not, I would get lazy and order. Food. Gotcha. Like takeout. Yeah. Um uh, and um my my go-to meal, which like in retrospect, yeah, I was freaking pretty deep in depression. Um, I would get Popeyes. I would get a really uh Popeyes is my favorite restaurant. I love it to death. Um that's amazing. We I would get it so many times, probably multiple times throughout the week, and she would put up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, like it was our dinner, but I think she wanted like a uh I can't blame her for it, you know, like a home cooked meal. So, sure, yeah. Um, but I was just like, no, I'm I'm lazy, I'm tired. Which, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow. um, but I remember one thing that she said when we were break when we were kind of like talking out our breakup. She was like, I just want to eat something other than Popeyes for dinner, man. I'm like, oh my goodness,
0: how could you say that?
1: How could you say that? But how that's when it hit. Damn. I'm like, oh damn, you're right. I we yeah. get Popeyes all the time.
0: Right. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's good to know. That is, that is a, a lovely nugget. Uh, what kind of dog is Fox? Fox is. Well, I don't know. We, he, he, they, at the shelter,
1: um, we adopted him. They said he was like a lab mix. So that's okay. what we, um, uh, said he was, okay. um, you look at him though. He's quite clearly like more pit than anything. Oh, maybe wow, okay. some lab, maybe some boxer, but, gotcha. um, yeah, he had like a like a like a pit head, like a big old noggin. Nice. Kind of looked like maybe like a like a black lab from afar, but when you see his like body structure, he had like the the body of like a of like a boxer. Mm. So kind of like kind of like lean but s- kind of swole at okay. the same
0: I don't know. I gotcha. I can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah, it's funny, It's like dogs with certain mixes or certain breeds rather in the mix tend to favor heavily. So one of my buddies has a Corgi slash Pitbull. Okay. (laughs) Wow. He's beautiful. He's just a precious, (laughs) precious dog, but he has a beach ball for a head That is. (laughs) it's a hundred percent Pitbull. You see it all over his face. And then he has those tiny stubby legs, you know? Oh man, that's beautiful. Yeah. That is funny. Yeah. He's, he's a Rocco. I love that dog. He was amazing. Um, but oh man and what's funny is like so he rescued him as well and one there was one day we were chilling on the couch like watching some tv or whatever and i was in flip-flops and i took off my flip-flop to scratch my foot and i saw him like cower and start whimpering and then just like run and hide under the table you know and as oh "Oh, no rocco who hurt you oh, come here, buddy. And so I like I dropped down and he came running over and like we hugged and wrestled for a little bit because I'm sure he's like remembers getting whooped with a, a chancla. And, yeah, dude. You know, seeing it is like, oh, no, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, super sad. Ugh. Yeah. So but I, I love that, you know, certain breeds like they they shine. They're like, screw the rest of you. We're going to have that. <laughs> that's it. Oh, that's funny. So uh, tell me what was your. Uh, outside of the, the 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 breakup, what was your projection mm-hmm. for life? Like, did you have five year goals or whatever? I mean, you you guys were both there while she pursued um, her education. W- what was your plan for life after that, or just like, what did you see in in the quote unquote in the future?
1: Oh, yeah, dude. So, um, I didn't. I didn't like my projection. Okay. Um, I saw myself moving up in the ranks of this company, becoming you know, uh, going from a a BDR, a business development rep, Mm -hmm. um, you know, make setting phone calls or 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 meetings for the sales reps, going through the 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 ranks, becoming a sales rep, um, maybe a sales manager. You know, kind of really dedicating myself to the corporate world. Mm -hmm. Would have made bank doing it. Would have hated it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe part of me is like, maybe I would have given in and, and and drank the Kool-Aid and been all about it, but I mm. don't know. But I definitely saw myself kind of going down that road, mm. um, which in retrospect, I'm glad that I got the hell out of that because I don't know that I would have liked that. I don't know. Maybe mm. I would have. Again, maybe I would have drank the Kool-Aid and been all in. I don't know. Mm. But um, I'm 29 now. So my, my ex, she wanted to be married. Um, oh, no. She wanted to have... Her, she wanted to have children before 30. Okay. And she wanted to get married before she had children. So, like, I would likely have been a dad and married by now, which wow. the thought of that terrifies me because I forget to like brush my teeth some nights, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to take care of a kid. I yeah. don't know how I could do that.
2: Wow.
0: Wow. Uh, were you guys the same age? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow, that is a a pretty swift timeline. You would have had less than five years to figure it out, wow, okay, dude, dude <laughs> okay, <laughs> wow. okay, okay, I can dig that. I can dig that um so we got your projection where you saw yourself. Did you have any hopes or dreams for your life at that point? And like uh, yeah, I mean, talking like pipe dream like oh man. I would love for this to be my reality, whatever.
1: Yeah, dude. Honestly, um. So the other thing when when I was pretty down, video games were were like a, a pretty big thing that I would I would turn to. But mm-hmm. the other thing I, I realized was was comedy. Man, I would watch um SNL, Key and Peele, just sketch shows. I would mm-hmm. watch um, YouTube clips, just. Th- I would listen to stand up on uh, um, like Pandora channels on my commute to work. Like comedy was this thing that just kind of like kept me afloat. I wouldn't say it kept me afloat, but it's just like the one thing that I had that kind of did. What was like the? <laughs> I, and I feel like like shitty saying this because I I don't know if I am not supposed to no, swear or not. Funny. So that's sorry. Fine. Um. Uh. Um. I felt. I feel bad saying this because I was in a relationship, and you know, mm-hmm. you would think my significant other should be the silver lining or like the, the bright the sunshine of my day but mm. comedy was really like the thing the thing that like kept me going man just listening to that um watching that and i think like in the back of my head i'm like i don't know how to do this i don't know what this is i would it would be friggin' awesome to 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 become a comedian to be on snl or to like write for a show like key and peel or to, yeah. to do but it just seemed like such an intangible right. um goal like to me being a comedian i mean like right now it's pretty it's tough It is, it is definitely a hustle, but, but back then being a comedian seemed like kind of like being, you had to be born into it, like royalty, or it's like being, becoming an astronaut, like that Mm. only a few people can become comedians. And I would never do that. But I remember one of the, my last memories, um, up in Minnesota, um uh we were on a sales retreat um up in i forgot where somewhere in northern minnesota Mm -hmm. um and just drinking with some of my coworkers, and we're just talking about stuff and like i was just like yo guys (laughs) i was probably i was probably pretty inebriated at this time (laughs) but i do remember i was like i don't know if i want to do this like i think i kind of want to like i want to be on snl or or, like i remember saying something like that it was corny as hell and Mm -hmm. i don't know that I necessarily want to be on SNL now. Right. Lauren, if you're listening to this, I, I don't mean that, but um, <laughs> yeah. like it's um, that, th- 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 that was something that I was like, um, that would have been nice, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. It
1: didn't seem attainable though.
0: Yeah, no, I get That's so it's, it's how many comedians do you know? or have we heard of that have like really sad and and not like oh their story is sad but uh have had a life filled with sadness right i mean Dude. there's it it makes it, it it's funny because like it it makes sense like so many comedians are either finding joy in life despite their circumstances or they're using their terrible circumstances to fuel their creativity and you know cracking jokes about it um but that's it's interesting that like in in a time when you were dealing with depression that you were still like motivated by the idea of you know being funny,
1: yeah dude i um yeah, I think that I think that like depression and just being down is pretty prevalent in the in the comedy community, which is something that I didn't realize until becoming a comedian,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's wild speaking of, that's that's how you and I met we met at IO Rip mm-hmm. um in their you know long form uh improv classes, like level one I believe we we met. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of years ago. Um so it's yeah, it's I remember in those classes, um you were you had just started taking classes, right? That was like the first set of those for you, if I remember I had
1: gone I had just finished um I just finished a three at second city by okay. the time I, or like I might've been still taking E um. by the time I started taking classes at IO. Gotcha. I will say like going into IO or like just going into improv. One thing I realized is like, and maybe that's not, it's not true, but I, I felt that most people came from like a theater background mm-hmm. and had like acting experience. And um, I just felt like and maybe I shouldn't have felt this way, but just like everyone is so frigging funny and so good that i like did not i had no confidence at all Mm. all through second city all through io even up until like very recently i have no confidence in comedy so kidding um yeah dude
0: it's wild wow wow i have fond memories of watching you perform i remember particularly i really loved your your and I, I'm, I don't want to sound condescending, but your your boyish energy, you know, like you you had yeah. this this thing where you would hop on, and then you would, if you were reacting to something, you would give like this little half stomp with one of your legs. It, I don't know, it just it, <laughs> it, it just it, it reminded me of like classic TV with the kids, like oh shucks, Mister, you know, sort of thing. And I remember like really enjoying that
1: oh thanks man um yeah likewise dude i thought you were you're a friggin' genius i i i i really appreciated being in class with you and um there's one scene in particular i remember i Mm. I don't know if you remember but um it was with uh, one of our classmates uh uh, jude i believe okay um i think like he initiated by like shaking his hands and then you started shaking your hands and i don't remember like I think he like his character is gonna jump off a bridge and then you convinced him not to. But um I just remember that scene being like, wow, he's like he's like a, a genius. I don't remember the details, but I just remember being really impressed by that. Yeah. That so
0: scene. that that bridge scene that was with um we had uh, somebody was visiting, some British guy was visiting the class. And yes, the assignment for that day was um you're gonna get a piece of paper with just a uh, uh, like a desire or whatever or like a want and like a location. The other person's going to get a want and then, you know, that's it. You guys, you're just going to come in. You're going to do that thing. Yeah. And I remember, I remember like, so I was like on the edge of the bridge about to jump off and then we were like talking back and forth. And then I remember like stepping over like the railing, like kicking my legs up, like I was stepping over the railing. And one of the other kids in, in 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 kids. Why do I always do that? Adults, because <laughs> it's one a class. The, one of the other adults, grown ups in the class. Um, I remember he he like pulled me aside and and was like, "Yo, that leg thing you did was the funniest thing I've ever seen." And I, like I I have fond memories. So when you said that, I was like, "Oh man, I should just guess if it's that bridge scene because uh, that that bridge scene was one of my favorite to have ever done." Also. <laughs> it's great dude that, yeah that 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 so leg
1: over the the rail dude mm-hmm. so good yeah
0: oh man right on um speaking of your boyish charm in those uh what can you tell me is your favorite quirk about yourself
1: hmm my favorite quirk um oh okay yeah you know what i actually now that okay Um, this is kind of dumb and very specific, but (laughs) I wouldn't say it's my favorite quirk, but it's a a quirk that I can think of. Um, when I wash my face, I always have to like, I, I blow my nose in between like rinsing off soap
0: off my face. Okay. It's kind of weird. Um, interesting. Like you, you jump out of the shower, you grab a tissue. You blow your nose, you jump back in and finish rinsing your face off?
1: Oh, no. I mean, like, in the, in the sink, like, you know, in the morning or, like, at, before I go to bed, usually. Gotcha. Okay. Um.
0: Damn. I, I, I wish I'm I had... I, I'm just super impressed that you wash your face every night before you go to bed. Dude, if, gotta stay looking fresh, man. You bro, gotta, if gotta, I'm not gotta, in the shower, the f- I guess my face is just dirty until the next <gasps> time I take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny okay i can dig that just just in case you might get a sud up there and impact your your breathing tubes you gotta dude if
1: anything gets up my nose i freak out yeah that's great it. (laughs) that's great
0: awesome (laughs) awesome cool beans uh is there anything that popped in your head that you feel like super important that you want to talk about about you know who you were at the time or whatever um i mean i guess like
1: nothing nothing new but just like looking back on it i was definitely like i'm i'm happier i think now obviously than i was then and um have never i guess here's here's something weird like i'm unemployed right now right um the world's in a mess don't know what i'm doing don't Mm -hmm. know what my next job's going to be um but i'm doing what i love you know I'm, i'm doing comedy writing playing video games and i'm way happier than I was at the time where i had a pretty good paying job
0: wow did you did you take fox when you left or did you leave fox with her
1: i took fox with me nice um well yeah yeah. i i took fox with me moved in with my parents lived there for about two years um throughout those two years i had kind of dipped my foot into comedy that's when i started taking classes at second city and io and Mm -hmm. then comedy sports and Um, I was, I started to realize like, this is something that I want to pursue kind of full time or like really give it all, give it my all. So I'm like, I, I was living in Waukegan at the time. So I was commuting Mm. to and from Waukegan. Um, yeah. So I, I decided to move to the city and it got a, a job, my last job that I, that I am no longer with, but Mm. unfortunately I had to relinquish Fox back to my ex Uh, Well, I mean, it was kind of like a, a, it was like a. Hey, do you mind holding on to Fox? He's our dog, and she wanted him. Okay. So, but I I was just like, you know, I I want to move out of my parents. Kind of want to pursue this. Want to move on with my life. Mm -hmm. I can't. I cannot give Fox a good life doing what I want to do. Wow. So she she he is in her custody now. Wow. Okay.
0: Okay. All right. So at least at least. Like there was that part of me that was fearful that you're going to say, "Oh, you know, I couldn't, so I had to put him down." <gasps> no! Ah! Oh no! Okay, so he's I good. left him the, at a bus stop. Gotcha, <laughs>
1: dude. He is in gr- he is in great hands. Heck she me. loves that dog. Okay. She takes better care of, of him than I ever could. So he he is living his best
0: life. Wonderful. Okay, cool beans. But but you had him for a couple of years at least. He came with you. yeah. righty. Okay, so I think at this point, um, I have enough int- information to craft a story. Right uh, I think I have a lot of meat that I can play with um with what potential, you know, avenues you might have pursued uh at that moment. So it's going to it'll take it'll take place post breakup for sure, but that's about as much as I know. Uh and just to be clear, you were in uh Minneapolis, right? Or St. Paul? I I was in St. Paul. In St. Paul. Okay.
1: I was working in a city called minnetonka
0: i believe if i remember correctly Mm -hmm.
1: yep cool
0: all right so at this point of the episode what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break we're going to listen to a little bit of music and when we come back i will read the story i will have written called other joe and then we'll chat about it stick around
2: pretty pretty little It's my good
0: was Blood Milk by the Inventors. All right, so we're at the point of the show where I'm going to read the story that I wrote for Joe. Um, I called it Other Joey because next week, uh, my guest is also named Joe, hilariously. So this one is called Other Joey. And we're going to get into it in a couple minutes. But before that, I'd like to reiterate my amazing guest, Joe Rodriguez. And if you want to follow him on all 8 million of the social media platforms that exist, there is one handle. And good on you for being able to secure this same handle across <laughs> all of those platforms. I tried, and like I, maybe two of them or three of them are the same. Oh, but no. But it is at Joey Rodie. That is J-O-E-Y-R-O-D-I-E. You can find him on Twitter, Instagram. You can find him on LinkedIn. You can find him at your grandma's <laughs> bridge game. You can find him on TikTok. He's everywhere. Please give him a follow. Interact with him. He's good peoples.
1: Oh, thank you so much for that. Yeah, appreciate I appreciate it. Did I miss any? Um, I'm on Twitch. I do some, I do the streamy streams.
0: Yep. Yep. The streamy streams. Excellent. And that's uh twitch.tv slash Joey Roadie. Yeah. So give him a follow. He's funny. Like, he's funny. Give him a follow. All right. Thank you. Oh, you know what I discovered? Uh, I say cool beans way more than anyone that is alive should. Do you like,
1: I mean, cool beans? It's a good phrase. I mean, that's 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 a cool thing to be your thing yeah cool I beans just, i wish i said it more
0: i say it way too much like i've noticed over the last few weeks uh, editing these episodes i'm like could you stop could you just stop saying that stop it cool beans it's, you should yeah.
1: make a, <laughs> a a compilation of just like every time you say it on the yeah, podcast release it as a special episode
0: right and it's <laughs> it's just cool beans it's called cool beans. it's just cool, it's just cool. i'll i'll even you know sneakily weave in that scene from hot rod where they're going cool beans back and forth (laughs) oh yeah great movie great movie yeah it's way better than it should be hot rod oh my gosh all right so we're gonna get right into the story are you ready you're ready to hear your story
1: let me uh let me adjust my ears real quick okay i am ready
0: awesome excellent okay here we go this is other joey oh other joe expels exasperated you can wait like two minutes I said I'd be done in two minutes. Seriously, I just wanted to finish this round. I was leading. Other Joe rips his headphones off and tosses them on his keyboard. He looks up at the screen emblazoned with bright red letters reading, you have died. Colette retrieves her hand from Other Joe's shoulder, takes a few steps back and stumbles over his shoes left in the center of the room. Other Joe sits with slumped shoulders staring at the backlit keyboard, mesmerized by the pattern of color slowly pulsing from hue to hue. With his index finger, he picks at a torn piece of flesh at the base of his thumbnail. He is not much of a nail-biter anymore, but on occasion he will nervously pick at his flesh, oftentimes until it bleeds. He has grown accustomed to the pain and intermittently bothers the wound, preventing it from healing completely. His once-pressed Croft and Barrow cream-colored shirt sits snugly on him, holding tightly to his torso. It is half pulled from his wrinkle-free slacks, the other half loosely tucked into his underwear. He begins wiggling his toes, noticing that they are unusually free. He scans the room, looking for his shoes. They sit at his girlfriend Colette's feet. He traces her outline from toe to head. She's wearing her favorite heels, the red ones with a hint of sparkle. He follows her tights from her shoes to the hem of her dress, the one he bought her on their first anniversary. It has a slit that goes from hem to mid-thigh just off center, but you can only tell it is there when she moves. A small smile pokes at the corner of his mouth. He continues scanning, and she's wearing her mother's belt. She only wears his belt when she must make a big decision. Recounting every conversation they had over the last few days, he's at a loss for whatever on which she might be deciding. Before noticing, in his mind, he guesses she's wearing the blouse that she, bought, that she just bought, the pale green one that makes her eyes pop. Lost in thought, he muses to himself, God, she's beautiful. Why is she so dressed up? He continues scanning and notices she's talking to him. He had not heard a single word, while he seethed in frustration, nor while he panned her from feet to her eyes. Wait, what was that? I'm sorry, I did not I did not hear you just now, other Joe mutters, Not just now or not at all? It's been like two minutes. Seriously, other Joe, she quickly responds. No, no, just now. Just say that last bit again, please. He continues. Colette spells an ugh of her own and reiterates, look, this is a long time coming. I'm not happy about having to do this. I'm not excited at all, other Joe interrupts. But should you be? Is this the fate half of the world has planned for me, or well for you? You know what I mean. What? Why did you? What does that even mean? She questions, puzzled. Other Joe inquires, "You don't, you don't recognize it? I mean, it, it is Friday, and I do suck blood, right?" Colette offers, "I don't, I don't know about you sucking blood, but you do suck. Please let me just finish." Harsh. Fine. Go ahead, finish, and then I'll go. Other Joe resigns. Oh. You're going to let me finish first for once? Wow, generous. Look, this isn't working. It hasn't been working for a while. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. Colette says in a matter-of-fact tone. Other Joe sits stunned for a moment, then ten, then a minute, then ten. A statue he sat unmoved for a million years. He shakes off the flabbergast and stands, straightening his back, and calls out into the darkness of the long-abandoned room. Wait. No, this is, this is not the time to break up. We just got a dog well that's not a good idea to stay maybe you're right wait where did you go colette checking his watch it shines back at him 239 oh shit wow maybe she's right some time passes other joe makes his way south along lexington parkway the chilly air kisses other joe's cheeks harshly leaving an abrasion on each the shape of puckered lips he tucks his hands deep into his pockets and instinctively shrugs his shoulders It was just 80 degrees. How is it 45 right now? He muttered to himself, complaining about the dip in temperature in the late September evening. As he makes his way along the road, he glances up at the houses on either side, hoping to catch a glimpse of life, hoping to share a moment that does not belong to him. Most of the homes are dark. Some have large television sets, blasting reds, blues, and greens against the wall opposite them. He turns left at University Avenue, makes his way into the Popeyes on the corner. He pokes his head (laughs) in and, seeing the empty dining room, heads to the counter. He's warmly greeted by a face he recognizes, but whose name always escapes him. What's up, Other Joe? Oh, hey, the usual? I want to say yes, but it's just for one today. So yeah, the usual. Derek laughs. Other Joe, you're funny, man. Did you see the flyer we just put up? There's a club not too far from here that's putting on an open mic. You should really go and give it a whirl. Crack a few jokes. Surprise, Other Joe blurts. What? No, an open mic? Are you crazy? No way. Besides, I'm moving back to Chicago in a couple days. Well, maybe tomorrow. I don't, look, I, I wouldn't be able to make it. I just wanted to come in one last time. You're in luck, Derek excitedly responds, continuing. It's tonight. It's no cash prize or anything, but you should go. Even if you're terrible, I mean, you're leaving, so who would even know? Do it. Here, if you agree to do it, I'll comp your meal. Glancing at his name tag, Derek. No, it's a 16 piece with two biscuits and two sides. You can't buy that. Other Joe, dude, I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to comp it. The store's going to pay for it. But you have to, have to, have to do the open mic. I'm hosting, so I'll know if you skip out of here with just this food. Fine. Brother Joe settles in on what uh, going to an open mic means, and a myriad of emotions floods his system. Fear is first. Exhilaration follows. Worry, confidence, and doubt are in step behind. I have nothing to lose, I guess. Okay, I'll do it. Determination brings in the rear and pushes him through the evening and to the club. After the show. Other Joe and Derek stand in silence, sharing a cigarette. Derek takes a huge drag, exhales, and with a smirk on his face, says, Dude, I knew you would kill it. Other Joe, still stunned, anyone laughed at any of his jokes, burps up red beans and rice and responds, Yuck, I should not have eaten that whole thing before performing. Why did I do that? Phew, my dude, it worked, I guess. The two share a brief laugh. Time marches on. Other Joe looks out his tall loft windows onto the seldom-used horseshoe courts. The floor-to-ceiling windows have curtains that start halfway down the window, allowing for light to poke through above them. He navigates the shaded areas and walks to the guitar, sitting in its stand, eager to be played. He He plucks the strings gently, filling the apartment with sounds. He hums along in tune with the tender notes. The construction of his guitar produces beautifully clean notes that resonate comfortably in the open air and bounce effortlessly against the four empty parallel walls of the common area of his loft. As the dark of night quickly comes, Other Joe sits in his empty apartment and watches the shade slowly crawl along the floor and up the walls as the sun moves along the horizon and then retreats from sight. I stayed. Why on earth did I stay? I should have just gone back home. Other Joe lies back and stares at his ceiling. He retrieves his phone from his pocket and begins texting Derek. Yo, when's the next open mic? It's at 8 p.m. tomorrow. Same day and time as always. Cool, just checking. You all right, man? You ask me every Wednesday. You've come to like years of these. Yeah, I just I like to make sure. Bet. See you there? You know what? I don't know this time. Here we go again. Dude, you kill every time you go up. What are you so stressed about? I don't know. I I think I want to make my way back to Chicago. Okay, just don't go till after you go on. Yeah, I'm already packed. I'm, I'm going to leave Friday. Bet. Other Joe pulls open the driver's side door of the U-Haul truck. He plops into the driver's seat, turns the truck over and blows warmth onto his hands. He looks over at the guitar secured snugly in the passenger seat and asks, you ready? The car, the guitar sits unresponsive in the seat next to him. It is a guitar after all. Right. Well, off we go. He shifts into drive and pulls off the end.
1: Wow, man. That. (laughs) Um, wow. First of all, you got a beautiful voice, man. You got oh. a you need to uh, narrate some some uh, uh uh audiobooks, man.
0: Oh, I wish. That
1: would be great. I would do that. <laughs> um yeah. wow, dude. That was um yeah. Uh, that 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 was my Popeyes. First of all, I I, I tried to uh, <laughs> hold in my laughter. Right. I didn't want to be rude, but oh my goodness, dude. That was my Popeye on Lexington and University. Yeah. Um
0: yeah. Okay. So everybody listening, there's a a quick story about that. I messaged him while I was writing the story. Hey, where did you live in St. Paul? And uh, I hadn't heard back from him and I was in the middle of writing. So I was like, I don't want to lose the momentum. I'm just going to pick. So I opened up a map to St. Paul. I found that intersection, had a Popeye's. I'm like, okay, this is his Popeye's. <laughs> so before I even knew that he had lived nearby, he, you lived just up the street, right? Just North of that on Lexington or just off Lexington. right?
1: Yeah. Like right off of Lexington. Um, uh, like maybe a two minute drive from there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, what, what are the chances? I'm um, I'm so happy I picked that one. That is wild, dude. Yeah. That's,
1: it's a good Popeye's. I mean, the service is excellent. Oh, good. Uh-
0: <laughs> Good, good. Yo, if you guys are in St. Paul, hit up that Popeyes. I don't know if there's a Derek there, but I'm sure there. The there may pretty.
1: be. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, dude, I, I that was that was great, dude. I, uh, I can't remember if we talked about some of this, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I totally like, I do tend to, I don't know if you like alluded to this, but mm-hmm. like, can zone out in such si- serious situations or kind mm-hmm. of lose track of time or like sing in in uncomfortable um situation so yeah. damn spot on man
0: right on <laughs> right on right on so you could you could um what was the band that you were trying to get her to um realize the song was from that that to... was vampire weekend um that nice. was okay. oh what's the song unbelievers uh, we... unbelievers yep yep yeah. yep yep yeah okay cool i i figured i figured you would you would get it right away um, yep and then <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and then I tried to like the way I, the way I guess that you would describe it. Well, I do suck blood, and it is Friday. What? What? Hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do, so I, I I feel like in like retrospect, reading after it a couple of times, I was like, man, I kind of made her mean, or I made her just like kind of fed up. You um, know what? Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. No, no, no. Go ahead. I just, I was, I was just gonna ask, like, how, how, how did it go down? Yeah, you know what?
1: And I was actually thinking about this over the break a bit. Like, I didn't want. I hope that it didn't come off like I was blaming her or painting her in like a negative light. Because maybe Mm -hmm. I did, and maybe I was like getting emotional when I was like talking about it. But like, Mm -hmm. in, I mean, she's she's a great person. I've there's no ill feelings towards her at all. She's she's smart. She's she's uh, beautiful. She's she's nice. She's creative. She's friendly, caring um she's a great person Mm -hmm. um so if i if i like painted that in negative light um that was not my intention because she's um i it just honestly it was more so me like i like i didn't i wasn't blaming the situation so much as like i just i was not in a good spot Mm -hmm. and for that scenario yeah um so i can't blame her for being like yo this dude sucks right now (laughs) i gotta get out of this
0: yeah so i like i i try to be cognizant of not making her like waspy or just just mocking you to mock you more of a like and which is why i was intentional about describing all of the things that she wore as things that were important to her Mm -hmm. you know so that she's like okay i'm 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 gonna I'm going to do all the things I need to, to be confident in my choice because this is going to be the best choice for me, for us, you know? So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I just, I just figured the way that you described how you were kind of struggling with things at them at that time that she would have had to been like the driving force behind that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. She, she, she saw stuff that I didn't see mm-hmm. and like after it, after it happened, I'm like, Oh yeah, that th- totally, that makes sense. This is, we're, we are not, we are not good good right now. So, yeah. um, it took her saying that. And you know what? Um, as cliche and as cheesy as it is, like, I'm glad she did it. You know, like mm-hmm. I, it, it sucked. I was a very sad boy. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. But, uh, I think it, I mean, it worked out for the, for the, for the, for the best, I think. Good.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a a super evolved way of of looking at it instead of just being like angry and vindictive about, you know, your frustrations with how things ended up. You're able to look back and, you know, and honestly say, look, this was the best thing for both of us because, you know, I mean, because like she wanted kids. I mean, what if you guys had a kid and now you're in this deteriorating place and there's another human involved that you guys have to, you know, take care of now? Oof. Right? Dude yeah
1: that is <laughs> yeah uh, could yeah. not imagine that could not imagine that at all, yeah. holy f. Not, not not to say, okay, I don't want to come off like an immature little boy either, right but, um, I don't know, I'm just saying that that
0: I got no, I got gotcha. you, I got gotcha. you, I got gotcha. you. see, like what's funny is, um, when I was like in high school, I thought, okay, as soon as I'm done with high school, I'm gonna meet a girl, I'm gonna settle down, I'm gonna start having kids my parents like um, most of my family had children young right my aunts uncles they had kids young my parents were 17 and 19 when they got married right and they started popping out kids straight away so i just assumed like oh this is the thing that you do you know you get out of like not even wait until college is over you just you finish high school and now go find someone to settle down with and start making babies and Do in life, so I was fully expecting that to happen, and then when it didn't, by the time I hit thirty, I was like, "Ooh, okay." Well, I don't have any kids, do I? How long do I want to wait before I start having kids? Yeah, you know, and like even now when I when I met my wife, we were talking. I was like, "Babe, I don't, I don't want to have our first kid when I'm forty eight years old. I'm not trying to be sixty years old with a preteen, hard Mm -hmm. pass." (laughs) (laughs) You know, so yeah, no, so I, I I get it, I get it. I get it. Those are like, that's a, I don't know. Just the idea of being responsible for another human that you created and not like, Oh, this is my cousin. My aunt and uncle died and uh, I'm the only one that can take care of that's different than I made this baby. This baby exists because of me.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sure like I will, I will get to that point eventually, Mm -hmm. but I'm just not in that spot, man. Like, I mean, babies are cute. Like, don't get me wrong. Right. Who doesn't yeah. love babies? Mm-hmm. But I could not imagine being responsible for one or caring yeah, for one right 24/7. now. Twenty
0: four seven. Twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. Um, I was. Oh, I. Nah.
1: It's gonna be <laughs> embarrassing if it's somebody I know that posted this on Facebook, and mm-hmm. if they're listening to this, or maybe it was just like some group I saw or some Twitter thread. But I saw somebody like saying something like they didn't realize like how much free time mm-hmm. that you or like it, it's it's very. Oh, it's very difficult to get hobbies, right. to have hobbies, um, yeah. when you have children, because all that free time, any free time that you might have had to any sort of leisure is mm-hmm. dedicated to to kids. Right. And that uh that's that's saddened me. Yeah. And oh, okay. <laughs> again, I don't wanna I feel like I'm I'm coming off like I'm I'm attacking nope. like kids now. Nope. So
0: no, don't don't even sweat it. Don't even sweat it. Oh. It's yeah. It like it's a serious thing. I think. For a long time, uh, people were just super flippant about it. You know, he was like, Hey, man, you're just gonna you just have some kids. Everything will be all right. Just have some kids, you know. Woof. Got a whole generation of people that um, regret the decisions of their parents in those moments, you know. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. <laughs> so, okay, do you think do you, you would have uh, been able to, to be talked into doing an open mic that easily?
1: I think at that time, and you know what, even to this, like this was um and forgive me if if I if I missed this detail, but mm-hmm. this was a mu- music open mic or a stand-up open mic?
0: It was a stand-up open mic.
1: It was a stand okay, that's what I thought. That's what I yeah. thought. Um so <sighs> that is a good question, man. There was I don't know if I talked about it before, but like there's a comedy sports in Uptown. Um it, mm-hmm. not, uh, not in Chicago, but in in uh, Minneapolis. Okay. That I would see a show at or a couple of shows at, and I was like, this looks pretty dope. Um, so I think at some point I probably could have maybe wouldn't have gone to an open mic, but definitely would have gone through like the short form improv um okay. if nothing else. Gotcha. Okay. Um I'll be honest, dude, to this day I still have not I have not done
0: stand up. Stand up okay.
1: terrifies me. <laughs> it's right? something that I want to do, but it terrifies me. Yeah, it's scary.
0: Oh man Have you like, done stand up? No. I mean yes yes and no not i haven't like gone to an open mic and been like okay i'm gonna do a full set i've been a part of like variety shows and i'll i'll perform a song but the song would be like an improv song where i pick two people in the audience to fall in love and then they have like a really bad breakup and i'm essentially just making it up and telling jokes about their life and singing about them even though they are hilarious yeah (laughs) So, I mean, I've just, I've done stuff like that, but never just like signed up like, Hey, I'm D I'm going to tell you some jokes, blah, blah, you know, mm-hmm. no, but our first uh, term at IO, the, the class you and I were in, there were a couple of guys in there that we were talking about, like, Hey, let's go do an open mic. Like the six of us, well, let's just go, you know, none of us is super confident in that. But let's just do it anyway. We'll we'll be there to support each other. You'll at least have five people laughing at you. Do you, mm-hmm. were were you a part of that? I, I can't remember exactly who. No, no, I wasn't a part of that. Um, no?
1: okay. Sam Brady, if I'm not mistaken, was part of that group, though, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, he was definitely the one that was talking about like, hey, let's go, let's go do stand up.
1: Previous previous guest Sam Brady.
0: Yeah. Previous guest Sam Brady
1: um no i was not a part of that group i i I remember like hanging out like in between classes but like oh like eavesdropping or maybe just like standing in the circle being like well uh, yeah that's fun sounds scary
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay okay right on right on so um so i had you coming back right to chicago and also i'd like i want to I want to give a little context to the story. So, I think in conversations that you and I have had, and um, some of the other guests, if they're listening, they might they might know. One of the things that I stress is uh, when we talk about the decision, and when we talk about the story, um, it's not um, it's not my endeavor to either like fix things or to give happy endings or to make things better. I just want to write like a parallel storyline, right? Uh, mm. So in this one, I, the whole time I was like, okay, how can I write this from a perspective of someone that is dealing with depression, like undiagnosed depression. Right. Yeah. And so I gave like, I, I me, I tried to describe you as, you know, in, in that moment, like you said, um, how you lost track of time, easily distracted and, you know, sing when you're uncomfortable, uh, which were all are fantastic guesses, I guess. Um, <laughs> but I wanted you to be like pensive, like even up to the end, like questioning, like, why am I still here? Even though you've had like two years of successful open mics and stuff. It's just, you know, there's just that matter, that measure of dissatisfaction that we experience when we deal with depression that I Mm -hmm. wanted to, I wanted that to persist. So, um, imagine that you had stayed in that area and not with her. Let's say you guys still broke up, but Mm -hmm. you stayed in that area. Uh, do you, what do you think it would have taken for you to kind of, like discover some of those things about yourself.
1: Um specifically that I like that that I was depressed or that I was wanted to pursue comedy per, like I mean I'm sorry can you rephrase that question? Oh sure. Or, I mean
0: I, so the, 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 we'll start with um wh- what do you think it would have taken for you to discover that you were dealing with depression at that time? And then uh as a, like a caveat to that, what do you think it would have taken or stirred inside of you to like really go after comedy the the way that you have since you've been back in Chicago?
1: Good question. Um, I think, I think these, 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 my answer kind of goes hand in hand because, okay. Um, it is the, so I, um, Oh, where do I even start? Have like, I always feel like very tired and sleepy and just like down and like not very motivated. Like maybe I don't come off that way. If you meet me in person or like see me in a show, but like, that's kind of like how I'm pretty like low key in my, my day to day. Um, you know, at at home. So, um, I was like, this is kind of weird. Like, I don't have the energy that my friends have. Like, I'll, like if, for for example, and forgive me if I if I already give this example uh, earlier, but like if I went to like a sleepover with with buddies, and you know, we we went to bed at the same exact time, everyone else would be up like at like you know eleven in the morning, ready to go. Let's get breakfast. Let's like go do stuff. Um, and I would just be like, guys let's go back to sleep. What are you doing? Why would you want to go out? We had the same amount of sleep. So, um, I think like, um, and I'm kind of rambling right now, but I think that the depression and is like so prevalent in the comedy community, um, for whatever reason, yeah. Um, yeah. I wouldn't have been like, Hey, wait a second. Maybe I'm not just tired and lazy cause I thought I was tired and lazy. Right. Maybe it's something else. If I didn't know so many people in the comedy community <laughs> that are also struggling with it. Uh-huh. So I think that helped me realize, gotcha. um, okay. so if I would have needed like a support system or a group of people that were like kind of going through the same thing that I could recognize a little bit of myself in, mm. um, because that, that definitely was, um, you know, how, like, recently, like, dude, very recently, I, I I was like, I should go to a doctor because, or I should talk, I should talk to friends first to yeah. see what they think. And then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, uh, let me talk to a doctor. Because um, <laughs> yeah. again, i was just like, dude, I'm just a lazy l- yeah. sack, I'm just a lazy dude. Right. Um, as far as comedy, though. Um, I think that I probably could have like found myself because it's funny because I think I alluded to it a little bit or talked about it. Um at my job, um there were, I, I was at a company retreat. I had some very funny co-workers. Yeah. Um uh, uh, I'll give him a, a shout out, uh, uh, David David Dobbs. I hope I'm remembering his name nice. correctly. Um but he actually he went he's he's a stand-up now. Like he, he does oh, stand up cool. in I think he's like in Boston, but um he's a funny dude. I I definitely could have seen myself like maybe not being BFFs with him but like he and I were chill and okay. um I probably could have like you know been like yo dude what are you doing cuz he's he's doing stand up or has been doing stand up prior I think I don't know what he's doing now but right. um I think that I if I had stayed there I I would have had to put myself out there which as somebody with who's an introvert and with depression like then, it would it sounds like a real tough thing to do but yeah. I would have I would have probably been able to to make do out there
0: sure okay cool beans cool beans yeah so do you think you would have uh you ever had a friend like derek that you know kind of roots for you and helps to push you into things that you know you might be a little bit timid about
1: yeah you know what i most of my friends um are like more I don't know if like opposites attract but i I don't know if i can think of a friend in, sp- in particular i can just say like all my friends a lot of my friends most of my friends are way more um enthusiastic and extroverted th- okay. th- than, than me and they definitely like um pull me out of my shell oh, um cool. you know yeah so cool um I don't know if I could name one, but yeah, I mean, like I got plenty of friends that are supportive and and kind of like bring me about awesome. which, which, you know, with somebody with like depression, it's like, what, 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 what's your, what's your end game? But you, know, you get a little yeah, like yeah. paranoid about it. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I do. Oh my God. Um, David Dobbins. I'm sorry. That was his name. David Dobbins. Dobbins. Aww. Not Dobbs.
0: Dobbins. But, um, Dobbins is free. I know it's not Dobbins. Yeah, it's Dob- <laughs> I imagine if he and I were buddies, I would probably say that to him a lot i'm sorry i'm sure he gets it all the time he's a funny
1: dude though funny dude i remember like in in the the cubicle being like this guy he's
0: he's he's funny nice nice that's always fun uh what was your what was your order at at popeyes what was your jam
1: dude it's evolved over the years so back during this time yeah um i would always go five pie uh, five piece uh, say they have pies. all right five pies go on five pies five whole pies five piece spicy tenders okay. with um with with fries and a biscuit and a dr pepper nice. that was my go-to okay um i have since graduated i'd say okay i my, I have a more refined palate so now i do Ooh. the bone the traditional bone and chicken spicy Ooh. Three piece. In fact, that is what I had for dinner last night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. So <laughs> emotionally getting ready for this episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love it. I love. It. I love Popeyes. So I can't. I can't have Popeyes because I have uh, a, uh, an allergy to gluten. <sighs> so yeah, it sucks. It sucks. It's terrible, um, man. <laughs> it's it's the worst. And I I love Popeyes. I love it. Love Popeyes. So before I discovered that I had this, I just assumed everybody always had stomach problems all the time, every day. I just figured that people just dealt with pain, (laughs) right? Um, And so I, Popeyes was one of my favorite places uh, to go get food. I was never really a big pizza guy, but I mean, some of my favorite joints. I'm just like, dang, I can't eat. I mean, I guess I could, but then I would absolutely regret it and hate my life, and you know, just suffer um which I have a couple times. I mean, I've been few, you've few you, you caved. Like, this is going to suck. This is going to Do suck you like so Let's do it. So your diet then I would imagine has
1: to be like pretty pretty specific and and tailored to to that allergy then.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: How are you how like are you just like man this is whatever or are you like dying like how how are you feeling about that
0: no so like i I would say my favorite thing to cook at home before all of this uh is pasta i love it i love noodles i, I love noodles mm. in my asian food i love noodles in my italian food i love i love noodles i love bread um love it uh so i just i don't i don't like substitutes i've never been that guy that's like oh you know I can't eat this. I'm going to have some gluten free. Nope. Hard pass. I don't like them. I don't like the taste. I don't like the snap. I don't like it at all. So I just don't. So I eat, uh, I eat a lot of like rice, which is fine, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And as a Puerto Rican, uh, I feel like there, I have an. I have an internal organ made completely of rice. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> right. As we all do. Uh, and so, yeah, stuff like that. But I eat, like a lot of proteins and, of. uh, Gotten into a whole lot of vegetables and stuff, which I enjoy. But yeah, so I'm not, because I'm not real big into substitutions, it's not like a quest for me to find the best version of, you know, bread or the best version of noodles or whatever, you know? Sure. So,
1: sure. That's interesting. I didn't know that rice. W- I mean, I'm pretty ignorant to a lot of like diet specific, yeah. like, um, nu- diet and nutrition, but I didn't know that rice was gluten free.
0: Yeah, for sure. So the, the only thing that has gluten is stuff with wheat, um, yeah. barley, and uh, there's another type of wheat. There's so there's pretty much a, the strains of wheat and barley have gluten, and it's literally oh, gluten is just a protein in, uh, in wheat, wheat that helps to make it like elastic.
1: Gotcha. That's, that's probably just, common knowledge, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, not not really. I mean, so a, a oh, lot really? of people okay. yeah. So when my wife's family found out that um that I had this allergy, they would all the time because I mean they were very caring and like, oh, I don't I don't want him to be in pain. Can he have potatoes? Can he have this? Can he have that? Because it's just like, okay, I could tell you, but maybe it's not something that you're intimately familiar with. So you might even doubt whether or not you heard it. Or whether or not you remember correctly, so a lot of people, it's, it's it, it's just one of those things, which is why like, you might find on like juice or meat packages or stuff like that. It's hey, gluten free, yeah, no, no, duh. I mean, you're not duh. dipping wheat into my water, are you? What? Oh, dude, that's funny as hell that you say that
1: because I have seen like images. And maybe they're doctorate and maybe they're satirical. I doubt that they're satirical. I'm just Probably like not. falling for it. But I have seen like images of water that say gluten-free. Yeah. Like on the label. Like yeah. water. This is bottled water. Why do yeah. you have to say that well, it's
0: gluten-free? Yeah. What else is in it? So like a lot of popcorn <laughs> will say gluten-free or this, that. And I'm like, yeah, stupid. I mean, this is come on, man. So um, yeah. So you you would just be surprised. But I mean, you'd also it's it's amazing how where like how often it just shows up. Ish. Gluten, right soy sauce number one ingredient is wheat so oh, anything no. that has Dude. soy sauce is has gluten in it so that is i'm sorry man that is yeah, that's right. rough soy yeah sauce i mean is luckily great. there's gluten-free soy sauce but it's just oh, okay like, never mind yeah yeah no i mean luckily it's, but it's just like i have to be cognizant of if i'm getting other types of sauces like fish fish sauce and stuff like that mm. so but yeah but i back to popeyes i love popeyes yeah. oh yeah
1: <laughs> I love it. um dude i love it i regret it i don't i, I don't know that it's a glute. it's probably not gluten it's just more so that it's so greasy oh, yeah. um and i get acid reflux from the spice and just like mm. i just feel lethargic i regret it every single time i eat it i will eat it and i'm like never again like i feel like i like after like a weekend long bender of of like of, of um like drinking or something you're know, like mm-hmm. you're like i'm never drinking again
0: oh yeah yeah,
1: I feel that same way with Popeyes, and I inevitably just get Popeyes again like two days later or the
0: next week. Bro, you know what? If if the words we say like lingered somewhere, there would be like caverns and caverns full of people's promises to quit stuff. And not, I'm not even talking about addicts. I'm just talking about people like, oh, I did this. I'm never doing that again. And then the next week we do it again. And we just add on top of that. Yeah, I can't True. even tell you how many times like oh and like so when I discovered they had the allergy and I was like, oh man, I need to stop. I would still like like, you know what? I know I need to stop, but I really want this, you know, foot long sandwich. <laughs> so, I I dude, yeah, you gotta get
1: the footlong sandwich.
0: Yeah. So
1: I'm um not to dwell on food and uh, I don't know if I'm taking up too much time talking about food, no, but I mean, um it has
0: been yeah. Been,
1: I'm no. legitimately allergic to to like di- milk like dairy, like not mm-hmm. lactose intolerant. Cause that's like more digestive. Right. I'm allergic to milk in the same way that like someone might be allergic to like, um, uh, you know, apples or cats or dogs or something like that, you know? So when, when I drink milk, I will get like, like hives. It, it was pretty bad when I was a baby, but Thanks. like now I just get like hives on my, like on my, my face or like my arms and my, my mm-hmm. lips and ears get really itchy. But, dude right before this this record i i grabbed some Dunkin' and you know i got milk in that of course i, I mean, don't know why i do it to myself
0: yeah absolutely man i miss donuts i'll tell you that i miss donuts dude i didn't even think about that yeah i love donuts yeah so was there anything else about the story that's uh stuck out to you
1: um I liked like there was some repetition if, if I if I'm remembering correctly of like the the RGB on my keyboard and then the RGB <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. uh, being emitted from the the TV lights yeah um on uh, uh, uh on university I really like that um, yeah I mean it, it really like it's very I don't know if you did like Google Maps or whatever but that's a beautiful street dude and I could oh, yeah. definitely like like I pictured myself walking down that street at night so I yeah. could totally um that's great great imagery there um so yeah man i mean i think i mean like now that now that you say i think like based on my inclinations i think that regardless of whether i stayed mm -hmm. or came back to chicago i probably now. like now that i'm thinking about it and after having heard the story i probably i would have found my my way way into comedy somehow
0: yeah yeah I, i truly believe we are who we are you know so, I mean, the things that really, really impact and motivate us, you know, I think we, we end up finding our way to them no matter what. So, yeah, I figured he's going to he's going to find it at some point. But I was just wondering, it was like when I started writing, I was like, does he find himself first? You know, you know
1: what, man? I still ask myself that every day.
0: Slow <laughs> Slow clap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Oh, we're that's a really good note. That's a that's a good <laughs> note to. Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, we'll we'll wrap things up there with that sweet ass clap. <laughs> oh. <laughs> cool beans, man! There it is again. Ah, cool beans!
1: Don't yeah. don't don't em- embrace it, man. Embrace it. Just say it twenty times an
0: episode. It's hilarious.
1: It's good. It's
0: good. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and we're going to bring today's episode to a close on that note. Um, I've had with me Joe Rodriguez again. Follow him on all the social medias at Joey Rohde. You'll get a bunch of good laughs. You can follow him on Twitch and watch him and his friends play games. He, I remember the last stream I caught of you guys. You guys were playing. This was right before the Super Bowl. Uh, you guys were playing. Um, Oh, what is the name of that stupid racing soccer game? Oh, oh Rocket League? Yes, Rocket League. Rocket League. And it had like a, an interesting little tidbit where like you you held the ball on top of the car and you got yeah. points if you just drove it straight in versus, you know, like sent it in. That, was, that was their
1: approximation of football. Yeah, yeah. Right. Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> funny. So yeah, follow him. You got some options. It'll be entertaining. It'll be funny. Um, but yeah, uh, for for Joe... I am D. This has been other you. Please come back next week for another episode. For now, bye bye.